Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with issues, topics, and people that are important to you. Well, rising costs mean many families and households in our region are facing struggles, some uh, that have come on in the last year when we're dealing with higher prices. For those having a difficult time making ends meet, balancing the costs of housing, gas, and everything else is an everyday struggle. Thankfully, there are a variety of programs that are designed to help. While one energy assistance program is seasonal, other kinds of assistance are available year-round. And joining us this morning with information on these resources, we're so pleased to have with us Christina Iodice, Public Information Officer with the El Paso County Department of Human Services. Christina, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. So let's start by broaching this question. Is there a high level of need in El Paso County? I mean, how do we compare? So, you know, um, need in in our region and, of course, elsewhere in the state and the country does tend to ebb and flow. It really does follow what the economy is doing. Um, Locally, you know, over the course of last year, we did see a gradual increase in the number of uh, families and individuals who received food assistance. So that's SNAP, Supplemental Nutritional assistance program. Um, And that's one of the top uh, used programs in our region. And that's followed. um, Medical assistance is also another highly used program here in the the state and in the region, um, with many of our neighbors actually receiving that help to get the medical care they need. How has need changed in the past few years uh, through your observation? So, you know, during the pandemic, we saw a lot of families and individuals who had never applied for assistance before. They had never needed it before. And it was a real challenge for them to admit that they did need help. But that's why these programs exist. They, they help to make ends meet um, for a temporary time until, until things can get better. So while it, it isn't as drastic as the need was during the pandemic, it's still at a very high level of need. Um, even though we've seen some things improve as the pandemic changed. Well, winter, we know, especially can generate increased need as our heating costs, those utility bills uh, seem to rack up higher amounts uh, during the winter months. And and LEAP is a program that is off. Total full heating costs, but rather provides a partial payment to alleviate some of that financial burden. And LEAP stands for Low Income Energy Assistance Program, and it runs every season um, so, from so, November 1st through April 30th. You mentioned low income. So who who's eligible for LEAP? I mean, who does that, uh, I guess, categorize? So basically, if the household income is up to 60% of the state medium income, then that household would would qualify. So it depends. So that number depends on the household size as well as what the maximum gross monthly income is. And we always encourage people that, you know, if they're receiving other assistance, then they might very well likely um, also be eligible for LEAP. But if they don't know if they would qualify or not, they can always go online. There's a website that lays out the different eligibility requirements, but then they can also apply online to see if they're eligible. How is it different from other programs that may be out there to, uh, I, I think Springs Utilities has uh, something they also uh, authorize. 
Yes. So um, utility companies can have their own assistance programs that are run through those individual utility companies. LEAP um, provides payments directly to the utility company that's being used or to the landlord if utility is included as part of rent. But one of the big things that makes it different is that um, this is one program that has to be applied for anew every single season. So a lot of other programs, um, you, you might have to recertify that you're eligible over the course of the program, but LEAP, if you received assistance last year and nothing's changed, you are likely eligible again, but you still have to go through the entire application and process anew for the new season. Okay, so it's kind of like a, a, a college, uh, d- uh, what do you call it, the college scholarship program. You always have to reapply every year, huh? Yes, and, you know, the, the, the families and households who, who received assistance last year, they received their applications via the mail, um, usually in October, which is before the application period starts. But people can apply at any point through April 30th. All right, through April 30th. So still some time to get that assistance. Is it retroactive once you're accepted? So the the amount varies and it, it goes directly to, so you get the total amount no matter when you applied. I see, I see. Okay, great. And so it can help with uh, maybe uh, past payments as well as future payments. Uh, where can people go to find out more, Christina? So the best website to go to find out all the details on the program is colorado.gov slash cdhs slash leap. But if people are more comfortable making a phone call, there's also a hotline that they can call to get help um, with the application process, with eligibility questions. And that phone number is 1-866-HEAT-HELP, 1-866-432-8435. All right. Well, Christina Iodice is our guest today, and she's going to be telling us uh, more about LEAP. We'll go more in depth, talk about its history, talk about uh, the numbers really involved. That when the extra continues you're listening to KRDO News Radio. Again, the extra, our conversation today about the resources available to those who are struggling in our community. Keep on listening for more of the extra. I'm your host, Shannon Brinius. More after this. We're back with our guest today, Christina Iodice, Public Information Officer with the El Paso County Department of Human Services. And we're talking about the program called LEAP, which is designed to provide assistance to low-income families who are experiencing the financial vice that is having to deal with higher electricity bills during the winter for heating at the same time that maybe their budgets have been strained as well uh, by higher prices for everything because of inflation. Uh, Christina, what doesn't LEAP cover? So LEAP won't cover 100% of heating costs, but it will cover a portion of the costs. And the total amount depends on how much money is available for the program and how many applicants apply during the period. But um, it won't cover uh, the purchase or of like temporary or portable heating devices. So like um, a, a portable heater that you'd move from room to room, it won't cover that. It also won't cover um, repairs to a furnace or an HVAC system or weatherization, but there are nonprofits in our region um, that can help with those things. 
that you could guide people to? I mean, if someone calls, uh, for instance, your helpline and, and says, I, I have a problem with the furnace, it's just not working, and I'm, I'm facing a cold January, cold February, I mean, there you could guide them to the right resources that might be able to help with that? Yes. Um, there's a couple statewide, and there's also um, one locally uh, that's um, ER, ERC, actually, I think is what it's called. Um, and they will come out and they'll do a weatherization review and check your furnace for make sure it's running and that it's safe. Because if your furnace isn't safe, not only is it not heating the home, but you're also um, potentially putting your family at risk. Right. It, it could release poisonous gases, right? Is that uh, poisonous mm-hmm. fumes? Yeah. Um, so over the years, I mean, I know LEAP has been in existence for quite some time. How many people has LEAP help, helped? <laughs> so so um, last year in the entire state of Colorado, um, almost 89,000 households received some some level of benefit. And, and that, once again, that benefit can range um, in the number depending on a lot of different factors because the assistance is based both on what the household is has in terms of money and resources, but it also looks at what the total utility costs are for the heating. So this year, um, as of just last week, more than 12,000 applications have been submitted by households in El Paso County, and almost 7,000 of those applications have already been improved and assistance has gone out. That that's substantial. That's uh, quite mm-hmm. incredible. I, I a couple of years ago, so uh, I w- worked with my in laws, uh, who were on a fixed income of you know social security, but they also had very high medical costs, and uh, so they were denied in their application for leap benefits. And at the time, I was kind of questioning, well, why? And then I talked to someone who was very involved in the program, and they said, well, you know, the income w- was pretty high, but you know, so it it did it had to do with the fact that they didn't have a lot of disposable income because so much of it went to healthcare costs. And is that something that the evaluators are looking at? So all all of that stuff comes into play, um, and there, the records have to be submitted. It income is the primary indicator, as you found out, um, and. Unfortunately, we don't set the requirements for this program. Um, the eligibility requirements are set at the state and federal levels. So we just walk folks through the eligibility process. But, you know, we always encourage, especially seniors on a fixed income, there's a lot of other programs um, that can that might also help them. And every program has different eligibility requirements. Right. Right, right. And with my in-laws, they actually didn't have that high of a heating bill. Um, Luckily, a small place didn't require much in the way of heating. So we were just looking at ways to maybe trim any fat that might be in their budget uh, to prepare for a rainy day ahead. Um, But in the meantime, uh, what is the easiest way to apply? So the easiest way to apply... um, for those, especially those who are comfortable online and with technology, is to go to the colorado.gov slash peak website. And that is a state website platform where you can screen and apply not only for LEAP, but all of the other assistance programs that are available. Um, and that includes food assistance, medical assistance, and, and assistance programs aimed at 
older adults. And so that's the easiest way to apply. There's also an app, so you can do it through your phone, and you can actually take pictures of your documentation to submit it directly into the system. But, you know, folks can also come into the main human services lobby and pick up a paper application and fill that out. Um, or they can call the hotline and they can get help that way to fill out the application. Okay, so you mentioned the hotline. So th there are other ways. You don't have to be that technologically savvy because I think a lot of people that may be listening to the radio now might not uh, necessarily be uh, going straight onto the web uh, to do that. Mm -hmm. So uh, the uh, so when they call that helpline, what do people do? So they'll um, they'll ask. When you call the hotline, they'll ask questions like, you know, why are you calling? What do you need? Um, they'll spell out exactly what documentation is needed, and they'll either direct you to a place where you can get an application filled out, um, or they might be able to take the application on the phone. Okay, fantastic. So again, that website, uh, the websites that we've been talking about, uh, you can go to humanservices.elpasoco.com or go to co.gov slash peak where you can find that application. We need to take a short break here. When we come back, Christina Iodice, who is our guest today, the Public Information Officer for the El Paso County Department of Human Services, will be continuing our discussion with her. Uh, we've been focusing in on LEAP for the past half hour, but in our next half hour, we'll talk about the other assistance programs out there that are available. And some of them are not just seasonal. You know, of course, LEAP is focused on people uh, getting uh, that much needed assistance for the winter months when heating issues might actually lead to devastating outcomes if some people decide mm -hmm. to forego their heat. So we'll talk about other programs that are more geared toward year-round assistance. That's when the extra continues with Christina Iodice. Keep on listening to KRDO News Radio. We'll be back after your check of news and weather. We're back with the extra and our guest today, Christina Iodice, Public Information Officer with the El Paso County Department of Human Services, offering us her insight into the program that is offered at the county level, also at the state, uh, across the state, and it's called LEAP. And it, it actually uh, is funded with federal funds. So uh, it what it does is it provides struggling households with a way to cover part, not all, but part of their heating costs uh, during the winter months. And that uh, amount varies. It varies on a number of factors. But what it means is that families that might have uh, faced a cold winter uh, maybe can get through it without facing some of those similar problems. Now, Christina, LEAP is only one of many assistance programs available. Uh, what are the two largest assistance programs for people, families out there or individuals who are struggling? Yes, yeah, so the two largest assistance programs are SNAP, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, and Health First Colorado, which is Colorado's Medicaid program. Now, a lot of folks might be more familiar with SNAP being called food stamps, even though stamps haven't been used for decades. But it's, it's a program that has evolved with time, but it provides um, individuals, families, and households with um, some money to help supplement their food bills. 
Um, and it's also, you know, something that families with children might be particularly interested in because if, um, if they apply for SNAP and they're determined to be eligible, they can also get um, discounted rates for um, school activities and things of that nature in addition to free or reduced lunches for their kids. So, so SNAP, the Supplemental Nutritious Assistance Program, uh, you know, I mean, there are a number of families who, because of the number of children in the family or other uh, related uh, reasons, are in this program. What does SNAP pay for? Because I know SNAP does try to encourage healthy eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically... Um, when you're determined eligible for SNAP, your your funds for SNAP are put onto an electronic benefits transfer card. It's an EBT card. And it looks exactly like a debit card, and that's how it's used at the grocery store. And so then it's used to purchase um, food. You know, it could be used to purchase cereal or raw meat or um, canned items or things of that nature. But there's an additional program that works with SNAP, and that's called Double Up Food Bucks. And that really encourages that that healthy and fresh eating because when you when someone who is receiving SNAP uses their EBT card at participating farmers markets or retailers, they can actually get double the amount of fresh fruits and vegetables. So, um, and of course, in Colorado, farmers markets don't necessarily run in the winter, but it can also be used at certain retailers. Mm. And and we should, uh, you know, point out that it, it all depends, but a, a lot of times uh, fresh food is unfortunately, uh, you know, higher in price, you know, fresh mm-hmm. veggies higher in price than what you're going to see for, you know, packaged snacks that may not have quite the same nutritional benefit. Um, why are these programs important? So, you know, we know that people are struggling and they're really, you know, there it is a challenge to make ends meet, you know, with all the different costs of everything coming at them. And especially in our region, the majority of recipients who are receiving SNAP, those households, whether it's families or individuals or um, older adults, they're, they have some sort of income. Most of the time they're working or maybe receiving disability, but, um, that's not enough to cover the basic needs. And so we want people to be safe and healthy. And, you know, LEAP helps keep them warm in the winter, which in Colorado can it can get very cold. And SNAP helps fill the basic need for nutrition. Um, you know, these, these programs don't cover all the costs of living, of course, but they really can help so that you can, you know, if, if someone receives SNAP, then that might be some money that they can put towards medicine or something else for that month. Now, the Department of Human Services, your agency, not only serves as a critical connection to these assistance programs, but it also is focused on on protecting the most vulnerable. Tell us a little bit about that mission. Yes. So DHS, we also um, focus on child protection and also adult protection. And basically, that's finding ways to prevent child abuse and neglect, but also um, at-risk adult abuse and neglect, and looking into circumstances and hopefully helping families and individuals before it comes to worst-case scenario. So in the case of child abuse and neglect, um, there's a statewide hotline that anyone can call if they have concerns of child abuse and neglect, and hopefully 
that's a way to connect families to resources. You know, we're, we don't want families to get in trouble. We want to help families to be safe places for their children. Right, right. And I, I'm guessing it, even as the awareness of child abuse situations and uh, risk factors and, and w- trouble signs, you know, symptoms to watch out for, even that as that has risen and grown, uh, elder abuse or adult uh, at-risk uh, abuse might be something that's also we're seeing uh, awareness grow. Mm-hmm. Well, and we really want that awareness to grow. And because, you know, with children, they don't, they don't have a choice. And a lot of times they don't have a voice. And that's why it's important for people to be that voice if they have concerns. But when it comes to at-risk adults and older adults, um, there can be a lot of hesitation on their part because they don't want to get, say, a family member in trouble if they're being um, taken advantage of in a situation. And so, we want them to be able to live independent and safe lives. And that can mean making sure they're connected to resources so they can be independent or, you know, live the way they want to live. So uh, why don't you provide those tip lines again if you have them handy? Sure. So the uh, statewide hotline for reporting child abuse and neglect or concerns about families is one eight four four co 4 kids and that is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And basically when people call in, they'll be asked a lot of questions. And here's the one thing I do want to stress for your listeners is that we never expect anyone to know what child abuse and neglect looks like. Right. But you mm-hmm. do know when you're worried about a family or a kiddo. And that's when you can make a call because if you call the hotline, maybe that family can be connected to resources. Um, that would prevent child abuse and neglect from even happening. So you don't have to be the determiner of whether or not there is child abuse or neglect going on. You just have to turn it over to those who can gather the information, who can find out, you know, how that child is doing. Right. Um, you know, we, it really takes a community to, rate, to, to help those that are most vulnerable, whether you're talking about children or at-risk adults. And so, you know, if you have a concern, you have a worry, go ahead and make that call. Now, for at-risk adults and older adults, um, the, there isn't a 24-hour hotline, unfortunately, but um, they can call the human, El Paso County Human Services Department, and that number is 719 719- Four 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 five seven five five. But in either case, if there's an emergency or an urgent situation where you're very concerned about the safety of a child or an adult, please call 911. <laughs> mm, exactly, exactly. That's what police are also trained to do. Again, that uh, that line for a suspicion, uh, if there is an adult in your midst that you think uh, may, maybe uh, has someone that is maybe... You know, I mean, you don't know. That's the thing. But if you have concerns, the number to call 719-444-5755 here in El Paso County. When we come back, more of the extra and our guest today, Christina Iodice with the Department of Human Services here in El Paso County. Keep on listening for more of the extra. We're back with our final segment of the extra and our guest today, Christina Iodice, who's been sharing information about LEAP and other 
programs, other assistance programs that may be available for families, individuals who are struggling to make ends meet, uh, dealing with the higher costs of heating their homes in addition to everything else that's going on these days. Uh, So, Christina, how can people, uh, those of us who may not, who may be struggling but may not be feeling the struggle and we're able to deal with it a little bit better, how can we help those who we may see struggling? So, you know, it can it can be really hard for a family or an individual to to look into or to seek help when they need it. And so one of the things we always tell um, people is that if you see if you have a neighbor who's you know, who's struggling or a family that, you know, is having a hard time, you know, make sure that they know about these assistance programs that are available. Um, you know, point them to the Human Services website, point them to Colorado Peak, because if they need help, then those resources are definitely there. And that's sometimes the the best thing that they can do is, you know, being able to listen, being able to encourage, because sometimes just being there for someone when they need help is the first step for them finding help. What other resources are available in our community? So El Paso County is a wonderful community. There are so many mm, nonprofits indeed. and other mm-hmm. resources. Yeah, we really do care about um, others in our region. And one of the best one-stop sources for help is Pikes Peak United Way. So um, individuals and families can call 211, and call takers can connect them to community organizations and nonprofits who can fill very specific needs because unfortunately human services we can't we can't help everyone and everything there's a lot of need that we can't unfortunately help with but there's a lot of resources in the community that can um, and so Pikes Peak United Way uh, 211 is a direct connection to that so so how does uh, 211 then link up people is it is it a referral sort of basis or do they uh, just uh, provide information how does that work So it's it's kind of like calling an operator and saying you know I need help with um clothing I I don't have any way to you know put to for clothes um and so they have an extensive, extensive list of all the different nonprofits and support organizations in the re- region that have resources to help individuals at that point in time. Um, you know, if if someone's struggling with housing costs, um, you know, that, that is one thing that they are connected with so they know which organizations still have funding available. Mm. I, I, I've been reporting here in uh, Southern Colorado and Colorado Springs for two decades. And uh, that's one thing that I did notice early on was really how many of these uh, organizations, these nonprofits, uh, uh, are there and how uh, some of them, you know, it, it has to be some sort of, I don't know, evidence or maybe, uh, you know, reason being that we are such a maybe militarily oriented uh, community or ranching community that even though, you know, rugged individualism might be uh, very much a part of the Colorado ethos, but also helping others and banding together as a community to provide that safety net is also a big part of living here. Mm -hmm. It's really actually encouraging because when it comes to, um, you know, working to protect the most vulnerable, um, El Paso County historically has had, 
a higher number of regular individuals calling in reports of concern than mandatory reporters, which is unusual in the state because, and I really do believe that indicates how much we care about our neighbors. I love it. Well, on that note, uh, we, we've mentioned a couple of uh, resources throughout this show. Can you just run down some of the important uh, websites and phone numbers that you want people to be aware of if they are struggling? Maybe this is a time that uh, people can grab that pencil and paper and jot these down. Sure. So colorado.gov slash peak is the application site for LEAP and other assistance programs that includes food assistance and medical assistance. And the hotline for LEAP is 1-866-432-8435. And the website about LEAP is colorado.gov slash cdhs slash LEAP. And if people want to find out more about assistance programs, they can go to humanservices.elpasoco.com. And there's um, links and summaries of all the different assistance programs that are available. Well, I really appreciate, Christina, all the information you were able to share with our audience. It's great to know that there are programs out there to help. It's great to know how we can help as a community as well, uh, making sure that those who uh, may be on the fringes are, are not forgotten. So again, Christina Iodice, our guest for today, Public Information Officer with the El Paso County Department of Human Services. A great big thank you. Thank you so much. We really want people to be healthy and safety safe. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Thank you for listening to the extra for our radio listeners out there. That wraps up this hour of conversation. Tom Martino will be up after the break. And again, uh, we'll be joining you tomorrow, 9 to 10 a.m. with more interesting issues, topics uh, of discussion here on the extra. I'm your host, Shannon Bernias. Have a great day.